0: Thank you. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 30 of Small Talk What's at the Podcast, the at-home series. I'm here with the beautiful Mona Van. She's a doctor, of pharmacy, a vegan wellness consultant, a skincare expert, and honestly, a whole lot more, but I'm going to let her touch on that. So we're here with Mona now. Hi, how are you? Good.
1: Well, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good. So before we were just talking about where you're located, you said you're in New York? Yeah, I'm
1: in New York. I mean, I was telling you a second ago, I've been here for about a year, but... um, you know, I was still transitioning from LA and I still had my apartment in LA. So I would go back every month and then I was just never, you know, I wasn't really settled in New York.
0: Right. And then in
1: March, it was actually a perfect storm because my apartment at least ran out like literally on the 24th or something. And then, you know, the pandemic was what, like the 14th. So basically like I didn't, I stopped going to LA like in March and when I, when I used to go, so that's when I really felt like I was
0: more in New York.
1: Then of course I couldn't actually go out in New York. So Right. It's a weird New York experience so far, but it's getting better.
0: How are you enjoying it so far? Is that your New York experience?
1: Well, now that it's a little warm and like things started opening up, um, I've really been enjoying it. Like New York in the summer is really nice. And in the fall, I'm excited, but you know, of course it's, a weird time right now. but
0: Right. Well, I love that for you. I mean, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm going to be a little bit biased. um But before, I always, every guest, I go into the background and kind of like your story. So let's like start with that. So just kind of tell us like, where did you grow up? Where did you, what did you t- learn in school? All that. Sure.
1: um I grew up between upstate New York and LA. My dad lives, in, my dad and brother live in LA. They moved there when my parents divorced. So I was like four and my mom and I were in upstate New York, but like literally as if I was 100,000 miles from the city. Like I just never went to the city. It was never a thing. Um, So I grew up between the two of them. And then I went to pharmacy school in Boston. I knew I wanted to live in LA, but Boston had like a good program for pharmacy. And I thought I'd get a little bit of different experience. Um, You know, didn't really know what I wanted to do. There weren't that many career options. I feel like when we were younger, I always really liked media and wanted to be a news anchor, but my parents weren't really supportive of that degree. And they were like, you are not majoring in communications, which actually to give them credit, like that degrees like that aren't very valuable because there's no tangible like license that you get.
0: Right. So I would
1: actually agree that I'm like, okay, I'm glad I didn't like, you know, because of all the student loans I had. So I went to school for pharmacy uh, as soon as I graduated, was like, I'm going to LA full time and then started working and hated it. And that's kind of how I got into my path that I'm on now
0: yeah so the whole like is, is that a cultural thing or your parents are just like wh- what was the reason for them saying you're not doing communications
1: it's it's definitely a cultural thing um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Persian culture it's so funny it's like a stereotype but it's so true it's like doctor lawyer engineer mm-hmm. at first, I wanted to be a lawyer and then like my tenth and eleventh grade, I did this like extracurricular where you had like this fake it was like I basically got a little bit of like intern experience in law and didn't really like it and it so glad I didn't go down that path. Like history is not my strong subject. Um, And then I was like, oh, like medicine, doctor, just kind of something I always thought I'd do. And I, you know, I feel like that was 2003, so it's not like there were that many career options for us. Right. My mom was actually like, you know, pharmacy is a really good degree for women because you you work 12 hour days, so a lot of times you only work three or four days a week, so you could be home with your kids and. Okay you know, good job security. And so I, I was like, why don't I just go into pharmacy? Because the program that I went into was a direct six-year program. So I didn't have to reapply. And I liked that security. I was like, I don't want to go for four years and like not be able to get into grad school and have this degree. Right. So, I was like, okay. If I ever want to transfer out, I can, maybe I'll want to go to medical school. But once I finished, I was like done with school forever. It was well, an- you can,
0: well, you're Well, you went the doctor route, but you also like had a life. You didn't have to like completely give up everything.
1: Right. I mean, honestly, in school, it was pretty intense, like, but the good thing about my school was that it was a health science school. So everyone around me was always studying. Like, Where did I, you go? To Mass College. It's Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. Okay. So, you know, my best friend and roommate was a physician assistant major and like some people were like pre-med, but I really wanted to go to USC. Cause they had a pharmacy program there, mm-hmm. but it was like an extra year and it was like double the tuition. And honestly I could have failed out. Cause if I was distracted by like people partying and sunny weather, I might not have been as
0: focused. Right. So now you graduate, you're a doctor yeah. now. So where do you, where are you now? Did you, you got a full-time job somewhere?
1: Yeah. So basically when you're when you're in pharmacy school, you have to work a certain amount of hours to graduate. You work as like an intern, then you do your externship. And then a lot of uh, retail pharmacies or whoever you work for will send you offers before you graduate, like pending you pass your boards and you graduate. So I was working for Rite Aid at the time. And I was assuming I would just do retail because it makes the most, basically you graduate and you make like 80 or $90 an hour. So you make this great salary for a 24 year old, but there's not much growth in the retail world, but Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bang it out for like five years, pay off my student loans. Then let's see what I want to do. So I get a job in LA. My first day of training was in Venice beach. And I had like a horrific first day at work. Um, People were like rude and demanding and some girl threatened to like jump over the counter and like kick my ass because I gave her attitude. And it was, it was so much. And I, and I also, had this weird freak out moment of like, you know, you gra- first, when you graduate college, you're like, wait, okay, this is adulthood now. Like there's no more, there's no like steps. So that's kind of a weird, right? A yes. Weird then I was like, I'm only going to have two weeks of vacation for the, like basically for the rest of my life. And like, I just, this is like life, this is it. And I think mm-hmm. that feeling of like, there's nothing else to work towards really freaked me out. So that was kind of my, I, I, not kidding. week one, I was like, I can't do this forever. So that was really difficult for me.
0: Yeah. I am in a very similar position in my own life now. It's funny. I just had this conversation with a friend where I was saying, in high school, you're working towards getting to a good college. And then college, you're working towards getting a good job. And then after that, it's like, okay, now what? And now you're kind of like in control of what happens after that. So I completely sympathize.
1: And it's kind of like you want... I mean, listen, I have to do a better job of not putting down the profession. I've had some pharmacists reach out to me and say that they, they find I'm disrespectful towards the profession. And I don't mean to be, it's more that I don't like how pharmacists are treated. You know, and it wasn't for me. Like one of my best friends from college loves that. She just gets to go in and clock in and like get her hours in, doesn't really have to worry about it. And so some people might just want that security and might enjoy it. Like I didn't enjoy it. So
0: yeah, i like having like a different goal or project or something like new Absolutely. Time. We're all different. Some people, like you said, like have like having that security, but other people, like they just want to chase after that next big dream. So we're all exactly. built differently. I think you're entitled to your opinion. Yes. Um, so what was it that inspired you to create this entire like digital space of like YouTube and now you're on TikTok, which literally you have over 500,000, closer to six, I think. I'm actually, I'm close to five. I'm at like 490,000 right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, but well, TikTok wasn't the thing when you started, but no. what, uh, what, how did you get involved in all that?
1: Um, so I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then I was like, first I kept trying different pharmacy jobs at first. I was like, maybe it's retail. I hate. So I, sw- a year later, I got this job at this closed door pharmacy. It was more like an office setting. And I was like, Oh, this is chill. This, this will be my thing. Then I realized I hated that too. And Dr. Oz was really big then. And my mom was obsessed with Dr. Oz, you know, everyone's mom was obsessed with him. Right. And I was like, well, why can't I be like the girl version of him? And it just so happens, like fate will have it that one of the first girls I met my first year in LA, I did like a new year's in Miami with some friends I had met in LA. And one of the guys brought her as a date and she was a news anchor. Her name is Mary Beth McDade. She's a news anchor on KTLA in LA. And she was like, you should be like, the expert that comes on for flu season. And I was like, wait, that's what I should do. And I had this like little light bulb go off in my head. And I was like, maybe I can switch this. And blogging was very new then. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of had this vision of doing something like that. And, you know, for a few years, I was like, maybe I could be a personal consultant and like help elderly patients with like their drug interactions. And I I went through so many different ideas. Mm -hmm. And then what led me to like really kick the gears in motion was a bad breakup because, You know, when you're just like challenged and forced to like, find your new happiness and like dig deeper. And it was right. the biggest blessing in life. So that's kind of what made me actually take action.
0: It's so funny. Some of the biggest, like people I know now on IG, like literally their success came from a breakup. I think it's like the right. secret. In- I think it's literally the secret ingredient. Um, I think it really is too. Yeah. No, it's kind of funny too. It's a cer- full circle moment for you. Cause you said you wanted to get into like being a news anchor when you were little. So, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of came full circle.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I thought that- It looked like such a fun job to me. And I I, I love media. I love TV. I love behind the scenes. Like I just find it so fun and I love the energy. So it's exciting to me.
0: So what was like your first gig? Like So then
1: I decided I was gonna like build this website. So I I asked some friends that I knew in LA and one person was like, Oh, you've gotta meet this Marky Costello. She she teaches everyone how to host and you gotta figure out what your brand is. And I was like, What what is a brand? Like it wasn't a thing. So I had to pay to like go to this boot camp and meet this woman. And she got me, she like liked my idea and she had me start uh, signing up for these like hosting classes. She was like, if you want to be an on camera, like host, you have to learn how to speak on camera. You've got to be natural. So I started taking these classes, which was so scary for me. Like my, if you could have seen me on camera before, I w- it was just, my eyes were like glassed over. Like it was not good. So she taught me a lot Um and I met one of the, she, she would have different teachers come in like every week who had different specialties. One guy was literally about voice and he would like teach us when you start talking, everyone wants to start really high for some reason. He's like, the first thing you have to do is say the state you were born in and then go from there because it will keep your voice. Like the most interesting things they would teach us. Yeah. Right. And so I did that. And then I built this website, asked a friend to help me. I'm an older like mentor that I knew and he, it's, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but basically he was like, this is really, he was very wealthy. And like, you know, when you're like inexperienced, I was like 28 and I didn't know, like, he was like, this was so great. Like I showed my team in New York and they really like it. Like we'd love to invest. And I was like, someone wants to invest. I thought that was the craziest thing that actually held me back an entire year because by the time we went through contracts and like, he wanted to do it his way and it was this whole thing. It ended up not working out. So That kind of took up a lot of my time. But at first I just wanted to like launch a website. After that, I got everything kind of back on my own two feet. And my first gig was like on the doctors. They had me on for like tips of money-saving tips, to the pharmacy. Oh, amazing. Yeah.
0: You said, you said a lot there. So first of all, I love how you were not afraid to like go on TV. You didn't, you, cause I feel like a lot of people would say, no, I'm not good in front of a camera. And like the sentence would stop there, but you're like, no, I'm going to get better at this. I mean, even mm-hmm. me, like when I first started this podcast, I was the worst at talking and I had to listen to myself and listen back to what I was saying. So yeah. I like that you literally went out and like took classes to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, were you doing that? Sorry, i No, I was going to
1: say that was huge for me, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. And then were you doing that while you were working or so like you were doing both at the same time? Yeah. Sorry. I don't, I
1: try not to like go on. I never know how in depth people want me to get with the story. So, um, I'll, yeah, I basically, to this, remember that when I quit Rite Aid and I started working at that other pharmacy, it was nine to five Monday to Friday.
0: Mm -hmm. And that was when
1: I got the boyfriend, boyfriend, and I broke up. And then after that, I started, I discovered Marky in these classes. And I, when I had my first meeting with her before the classes and she told me she believed in my idea, like I've shared this on Instagram. I literally got emotional, and, like teared up. It was just a defining moment for me of like, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm. I had never felt that, like that excitement. I was like, this is my path. So, you know, a couple times a week I would go to these classes and I'd have to get from, I mean, West Hollywood or. West Hollywood to like the West side on five o'clock on a weekday is like a 45 minute and I have to make it in 30 minutes. Yeah. Or like run out of the pharmacy and race over there and sit there for three hours and then go home. So I was doing it full time. And even though I was exhausted, it was like exhilarating because it was like I had something, I had drive.
0: And you literally were chasing your dreams, like actually.
1: (laughs) I think just like sometimes you're in a relationship where your whole focus is on them. Like you think you're so happy and you're so like, if you want so much from this person, but I wasn't really like, it was all of my fun in life came from him. It was like, I go to work, mm. wait to see if he was free and we were hanging out. Like I had no other things that I cared about. And I think having your own passion just like kind of lights a different fire inside of you.
0: Absolutely. And I think it actually like in the future, it enhances your own relationship. Like I even tell people, like I've talked to moms on this podcast that even say, even if you are like a full-time mom, like have something that's just yours on the side, whether it's a hobby or whatever it is, like it's so important for us to like, just have something to claim as our own. Yeah, so
1: and it just makes you happier. Like it makes you more interesting to yourself, to them, you know, having your own passions,
0: just huge. Absolutely. Um, also you said the contract didn't work out. So kind of a blessing in disguise, no, because you were able to run everything yourself.
1: Yes. Yeah, so basically he was like, look, if you say, I mean, I was so new to it then he was like if you if we sign this deal like I'll match your salary and benefits at the pharmacy and we because I was like how am I going to work and do both I mean I was making like the fact that like anyone would say that and I, would, I gave up 60% of my brand in this contract that's what I agreed to wow wild and also makes no sense like I just didn't know what I was doing then all I heard was I can quit the pharmacy everything else shut off like I did mm-hmm. not care And to be honest, he wasn't a bad guy. Like, he gave it all back to me. It just wasn't right. And he had so many other things. I was not the number one priority, whereas this was my whole life. So, like, if we were waiting on something, and it took him four days. I was sitting there for four days waiting for it. On top of that, he has more of, like, a movie style. That was his background of, like, production. So, he... (laughs) They have given me the advice. Don't post a thing until we launch your website. Whereas now nah, that just sounds absurd. Like obviously you post social media, you build up everything while you're doing it. As if I'm going to launch this site, everyone's going to be like, wow, like waiting for this website. Right. So, we had these, like this whole week of like shoot days to get all my YouTube content. And it was so bad. I actually wish I didn't delete those videos. I need to find them. It was like, they, because there was a team of five, they had an opinion on how I should dress, like what the video should be like we would argue over my wardrobe, like they wanted me in button downs and lab coats. And I was like, this is not like, this is how I dress. Like, and they were like, not relatable to women. And which is just so funny because like being yourself is relatable. It doesn't matter like what you're wearing, what you're doing, like your authentic self is what's relatable. And you could see it in the videos that it was awful. content was terrible.
0: Well, the reason I bring it up and I'm so happy that it didn't work out in that way because you were in control of your own brand. And I think there's so many people, especially when you're younger, where you hear an opportunity and you just want to jump on the bandwagon, but Mm -hmm. have a, like, take a step back for a second because you're worth more than, you know, and don't sign things right away.
1: Yeah. He wanted to pay me, like was not even close to what I could have been doing, but just, you don't, don't go for that short-term satisfaction and just know that like everyone has a chance now. You don't need someone big. To tell you they're going to help you make it like the yeah. there. And like, if you're good, you'll make it if you bring value, you know?
0: Right, and you got lucky. There are a lot of people that sign contracts and aren't so lucky. So um, that's why I'm like, he's not a bad guy. You know, like
1: I'm, I'm very thankful that I was able to get it back.
0: Right, for sure. And I also tell people too, like it's just I love how you because when people think of like building a personal brand, they think of like a fashion influencer or something. It literally does not matter what industry you're in. You could be an accountant for crying out loud. Like it's literally, it doesn't matter. It's going to help you build more clients or whatever the case may be. that's
1: not that like, I mean, Susie Orman's like finance, but like everyone yeah. has a thing,
0: right? <laughs> right. Everyone has a thing for sure. I just had someone uh, on my podcast that did finance not too long ago. Um, okay. Kind of switching gears for a second. So let's talk about like your approach to like wellness and skincare. Like how do you, as like someone who was a pharmacist, how do you approach all of that?
1: You know, I, I mean, my background in pharmacy was just really understanding, like how, you know, like the chemical structure of things and how that affects it, if it's water soluble and like how drugs interact with each other. And, you know, we, we even, I kind of like my pharmaceutics lab because we got to create different creams and ointments and learn like, you know, an ointment sits on the skin, but it won't, you know, it's a little more irritating than a cream. And, you know, that part of it's really cool and learning about the body and how we metabolize like liver versus kidney. But when it comes to like the actual drug and medication part of it, I don't connect with it as much, but I, I always like to say I'm a very integrative person. Like my, my beliefs are like an integrative approach, which is kind of in the middle of Eastern and Western. I think they both have a place like during COVID right now, I'm pretty sure that if anyone got it, they would take any medication that would get rid of it. No one's going to be like, right. no, let me. And I, I think it's, I, I like sharing that because I think we forget, we want the old, only the natural Rob, but there's definitely a place for both. So when I was in school, I loved what I learned. Um, you know, we had a lot of like mock labs where it was the most stressful experience of our life. Like we'd go in for 45 minutes, they'd give us prescriptions to fill. And then we'd see a drug interaction or we'd see some kind of like contraindication based on the patient's like medical issues. And we'd have to like call the doctor and change it. And we had all this like counseling experience. But then when I started working it was just not enough of that. I felt like, I feel like the retail system for the most part, doesn't give pharmacists enough time to actually like talk to patients and explain and like go through what they need to. It's just about numbers. So I noticed that I really liked helping when people would ask me like, Hey, what should I take for this over the counter? And I liked going and explaining. So that part of it stuck out to me. And I honestly think being in LA, and being so around like this wellness that, you know, culture and everyone was so healthy. And I and it me, I me think the combination of those two really did it for me.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. Um, and you also describe your wellness approach as vegan wellness. So like what exactly does that mean?
1: You know, I like, I even like saying plant-based at this point because, okay.
0: um, which I should
1: update. That's my own thing. But um, if the definition of plant-based is a mostly plant-based diet, like mm-hmm. technically. I think that if you're eating a mostly plant-based diet, you're on a great, like really good track. Um, I don't think that if you have fish once in a while or if you have meat like, you know, twice or three times a month that you're in horrible shape or bad health. I think eating mostly plants is really, really what I believe in. Like it's my, my health journey kind of started as like, what's the lowest calorie. I think when you're younger, you just, and you know, also when you're like not as educated, you think that's healthy like, Oh, it's only got two grams of fat and this many calories. Right. Then you learn it's really about the quality of the ingredients, eating actual real food, less preservatives, less additives. So it's really transformed to that.
0: What has like your like diet been over like the years? Like, have you always been vegan or this is something oh, that you kind of came into? No, I was,
1: um, I pretty much ate everything growing up. Like I had mm. no restrictions. I didn't really eat pork, but besides that I ate everything. Um, then when I got to LA, <laughs> literally, I'm just going to be super candid. Social pressures, I felt like, you know, I didn't want to eat as much red meat. I just felt like the, like the friends that I was around and the crowd, I was definitely like a little bit influenced. Mm-hmm. And you know what? <clears throat> I'm just not going to eat red meat anymore. I felt like it was a little more fit not to. Yeah. And then as the years went, it kind of just turned out being mainly just sushi and like veggie. So that was like really all I was doing anyway. And then my brother has, um, like had a heart condition, like this, like palpitation and they were contemplating getting surgery. And he saw this one doctor that was like, you just need to go vegan and it's stress related. So I went vegan to support him. That was when I was 30 and 35 now. So I, or 29 I was, so really it was to
0: support him. You're 35 now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I being punked? I'm so- No one oh, knows my age. Oh my God. Well, people are going to see part of this video, but you literally, I would have not guessed more than 27 <laughs> years old. Oh my God. Thank Amazing. You. Okay. It's well, always, now clearly it's always a like, problem
1: that I'm like, am I old?
0: <laughs> no, no, not at all. But like the fact that like you don't even look a day over 30 is mind blowing to me. Okay. Anyway, con- continue. <laughs>
1: Um, I will say when I went vegan, I felt like I was looking. Honestly, my skin, I did it, it, everything just felt better once I went vegan. Yeah, um, I eat fish once in a while now. I've incorporated it back, but for the most part, it's just you know no dairy, no meat. So that's and yeah. So because my brother had to go vegan, it was more of like a family support thing. Mm-hmm. And then I just loved it. I I actually love vegan food. Like I I find it so creative. I love different restaurants. Like seeing what they come up with. Like
0: there's a, there's a
1: just like a brain like relationship to like eating something fresh and vibrant and healthy. Like it just makes me feel good.
0: Totally. Well, literally all my advice is coming from you now, because if I look like you and I'm 35, I'm set for life. Done. Um, incredible. I'm mind blown. But, um, but so how often do you like, do you do you treat yourself? Like when it comes to like drinking or having sweets, like what is that like for you? Definitely.
1: Um, okay. I love chocolate. Like I'm a big fan of huge chocolate. Okay. Um, I love Siete chips and snacks. Like I'm, I just find it so incredibly easy to find healthy snacks. Like it comes, and I'm not saying that in like a a bragging way. I just, it comes very easy to me and it's almost kind of a no brainer to me. Like there's just no need for me to buy like a cheese puff when I can get like, you know, a vegan version that uses like nutritional yeast or something. Right. I definitely like, I, I never feel deprived. Like I like eating very fresh, but. If I want like a cookie I'll make a cookie or I'll buy one if I want like chips and salsa like if I mean I'm not a huge drinker I love I love wine so mm-hmm. I'll, do, I'll do wine for dinner I'm not a big drinker unless it's like a celebratory thing
0: right I'll do a
1: tequila soda line but yeah no
0: I'm the same way for sure um cool so then also like when it when it comes to fitness I know like with everything with quarantine it's been an interesting dynamic but what have you been doing what are things that you've done in the past like what's your style
1: so my favorite, favorite combination is like a little bit of yoga Pilates mixed mm-hmm. with weight training, like weight training does the best for my body type. I think when you have like a smaller frame to get toned, it's a little bit harder. And I, I don't like being skinny, skinny fat, or like having a flat butt, which when I used to do a lot of cardio, like my, I mean, I have a small butt as it is. It's just, <laughs> it's just my natural body, but yeah, I like weight training. Since uh quarantine happened, I basically FaceTime with my trainer. I bought, um, I can't remember the, the weight set that you could buy where you could basically alter it from like five to 50 pounds. Oh, cool. Okay. What's funny is I bought it right away. Then like a month later, I went, I was like, maybe I should get a second set. Cause we were like staying with family and they were like $600. So apparently they got popular, but, wow. um, I like weight training. The one thing I will say I miss, cause obviously during FaceTime, it's just kind of a little more slow and the energy, like I find mm-hmm. myself sometimes like dragging through it Yeah. I miss my like LA workouts when it was warm outside and I was like, my trainer and I had like a really fun interaction. So I liked, I liked that, but.
0: Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I was like a gymnast growing up. So like my body, I have like a similar body type to you, I guess, where it's, I'm, I'm super tiny. Um, but I always mix between like weight training and then like whether I, but I also love doing flows for my body, whether it's like Pilates or yoga or slowing it down. It just feels good. It feels yeah. Good. It does. It does, and I actually think I always tell people too, like try to remain flexible because when you're doing weight training, it actually will help you oh my enhance, God. increase your muscle. And yeah. I'm actually very
1: inflexible. Yeah. I'm like convinced that it was some kind of like emotional trauma as a kid. <laughs> actually, uh, it's like you, if you could see, like I can't even come close to doing a split. So I'm constantly working on it because it affects like all of your form for everything.
0: Yeah. No, I'll give you tips. I actually, it's funny growing up, like as a gymnast, I was forced to be flexible and I was the one that was not, but like today I actually do have a full split, but there's just like little tricks. It's, it's honestly a consistency thing. It's like every single day you just push yourself a little bit more, but mm-hmm. uh you have. <laughs> yeah. I see those TikTok videos of like girls that are like, Oh my God, get your splits in two days. I'm like, that's a lie and a half. That's not true. It takes
1: months, right? Has-
0: I would say honestly, probably close to a year to be completely honest. And right. so- I you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not impossible, but definitely takes time. Um, and then also like, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but your skin. So you said that like you're a big advocate of like sustainable beauty. Like what does that mean to you?
1: I just like, I like things, first of all, like the greener I can go, the better, Mm -hmm. like the cleaner, the greener, like the better, you know, so even so much medication is used like prescription medication is used topically or like, so we know that it's getting absorbed. Everyone knows that at this point. So things that are, you know, like sustainable, conscious, good for you, but also effective. So I do find a balance of like what's actually going to work because sometimes I find, I know everyone's on a big like oil,
0: like- thing right everyone
1: loves skin oils right
0: like serums and stuff
1: serums are great but oils uh, that thicker texture I find can like clog your pores a little and it doesn't get absorbed as much it feels good putting it on because it's like an oil so obviously your face is going to glow a little bit but Mm -hmm. just finding products that actually like are effective for your skin
0: yeah. It's also important. I feel like not even just like for your skin, but also just like for the beauty industry as a whole. It's so funny. Like I, some of the top products at Sephora right now are the ones that have like the green check mark. That's like clean. Um, so I feel like people and brands now are really starting to like take more initiative and care about that stuff more, which is yeah. really cool to say. Yeah. What are some of like your favorite, like skincare products you're using right now or like brands? Favorite
1: brands. Um, bio effect is a smaller brand that i they sent me some stuff like early on in quarantine and it's really incredible. I'm also very big on like, who's creating, like who's the science behind the brand. Mm. Um, I don't love, I don't usually love a lot of influencer brands, which I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for, but I just find that when you create something in six months to a year, like you're not in the, you know what I mean? It's not really like, these are scientists that like are so educated on it. Like this one is um, it's, They've got like a couple different serums. They have like an eye serum. Um, it's just really, really great products. And they're so smart. I've had some conversations with them. So BioEffect is a really cool one. Cool. Um, Lemieux is a newer small one that I've been liking. I've always been a fan of BioSense because I find them to be really clean and effective. Yeah. Juice Beauty, I'm a big fan of. They're they like an OG organic brand for a long time. Cool. And even though Skin Suitables isn't clean, their CE Ferulic and some of their serums are just so good. So I'm hoping they go clean soon.
0: Yeah. Um, What, if someone was coming to you who has like really like bad skin, like what would you say, like what would you recommend to them as like the first steps they would take?
1: The very first steps I would take would be like diet, water intake, like let's, let's try that because it's just so, I mean, I had so many people with eczema tell me that like if they once they stop eating dairy or like one time a little cheat and have dairy and it like flares it up so bad. So foods that are known to be inflammatory, I would even say to go on like a low inflammatory diet, mm-hmm. uh, cutting out even grains, maybe and try that if it's kind of like that really red cystic acne, mm-hmm. Drink more water, just cleaning up their diet, even like adding in a juice in the morning and then going through their regimen and just seeing like, do they need to use, you know, a active based cleanser? Is it something where it's just like spot treatment? Um, I used to have a lot of little bumps on my skin, so it wasn't, like, red acne. And I learned that, like, they had to actually get extracted out. That's what I even, like, learned what extractions were. Yeah. So I would say it's, like, a kind of a holistic, like, just a big big picture look at what they're doing. For sure. Um, And a lot of times, honestly, I like to say this because I find that when people – Change their diet and use products people recommend, and it's still not working. You tend to feel like a failure. Like, I know I've even experienced this with like gut health. Like, everyone's like, try this probiotic or try this diet. And like, when well, nothing yeah. works, you know, if you, you tend to feel like bad about yourself. So, sometimes it is just genetics and sometimes it is hormonal. So, if these things aren't working and you're trying, like, I always say, give a skincare line at least like two months, like maybe mm-hmm. two to really work then see a dermatologist. Maybe like a prescription medication is needed. Like right? It's not always a holistic answer. Are there any vitamins you take? That's like,
0: honestly, for me, I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, I take um, I take a ferritin supplement, which okay. is basically like your iron store. So my iron is okay. It's like, it's on the lower side, but it's okay. But my iron stores are really, really low. Mm. And um, I've been taking, I mean, I've actually been taking this for like six months and it takes so long to build, but you know, that's, I don't eat red meat. So there's a lot of reasons why. I I mean, I know so many people that are vegan that have great iron. I think it's just my genetics. So I take that. I take one just like multivitamin and then I take vitamin D every morning.
0: Very cool. Um, kind of switching gears again, it's going to more like lifestyle travel. Like, have you done any traveling this year? And if you have like, what is your advice to people that want to travel, but maybe are a little bit like, you know, questionable about it?
1: In June, I traveled to LA because I just hadn't been in like three months. And I just like felt like I needed to see like I, all my doctors and everything was there. So I just felt mm-hmm. like I needed to get back, see my dad, my brother. So I traveled with two face masks and a face shield. And I, on the, on the flight, first of all, don't fly American. I've been hearing this. From what I've heard, they're not very cautious and they're not okay. to the other seat. So I've been avoiding that. I flew JetBlue and it was great. I brought wipes, wiped the whole seat down. I also think this is a cool tip. I brought like an old pillowcase and an old sheet and fully covered the seat and put the pillowcase over the top because I just didn't want to be touching any part of the seat. And I didn't eat or drink the whole time. So it was tough for six hours, but that's what I did. I like ate as much as I could right before the flight just to be full. Yeah. And, you know, that was it
0: yeah no those are good tips are there any places that like you're dying to travel to like once you can or you feel safe to Paris
1: Paris it's one place I've never been to which is so funny because like I just feel like I've so many of my friends have told I, I don't know why I've never gone I've been over in that direction so many times but yeah I was, I was like meant to go in spring and never happened so I can't wait to go I also yeah. love to visit Amsterdam
0: okay I've heard really good things about Amsterdam so yeah. very exciting um, and I kind of want to so- switch back really quick to relationships. So your career kind of started from a breakup. So like, are you dating anyone now, or are you trying to?
1: Yeah, or? I'm. Okay. I'm, in, I'm in a really serious relationship now. Okay, it's brought me to New York, um, and I'm just the happiest I've ever been.
0: So it's really. I'm very
1: private about it, um, mm-hmm. and at some point when the time is right, like I'll definitely share. But.
0: Yeah. Without getting to his name or too many details. Did you guys meet in New York or LA? We actually met years ago in LA, uh, okay.
1: um, through like a business meeting. Like, okay. Um, with a marketing team I was working with at the time. And then we like, you know, had stayed in touch. And then we were actually dating for a while while I was in LA and we were doing long distance, but he would, we met in LA cause he would come to LA a lot.
0: Hmm. Were so you we, trying that? Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say we did
1: that for a while and then I decided to move to New York.
0: Okay. How, did, were you trying the dating app thing before or like being set up with friends? It, okay. Oh my gosh. Dating
1: before like I'm, I, I'm, I'm very picky, but it's not in a way where like, he has to have this. He has, to, it's just more like a feeling, you know, mm-hmm. who I vibe with and who I feel like comfortable with. So I've always, I've had a weird dating experience. Honestly, I've only been in like three serious relationships mm-hmm. I was over a long time. And I would like, have a little fling with someone, or but it was never like anything super serious. Yeah. Uh, I was on Raya for like a year. God bless. And, you know, it was just, I, didn't have, like, I went on a couple dates from it and it was...
0: <laughs> you know what it is? Because I feel like with those dating apps and I'm very picky as well. It's Again, it's not like you have to have X, Y, Z or you need to be perfect because I'm not perfect, but I also have an idea of the kind of person that I'm looking for and I just... Part of me feels like the guy that I'm looking for probably is not on those apps, and so that's why. Yeah, that's
1: how I felt. But then you know, then Raya yeah. came out, and you we were like,
0: okay, well, maybe this is like
1: they're filtering people, and you can see that you it has to be linked to your Instagram. Like it's they have like a partnership right. there. Right. So I was like, okay, who do we have in common? And then it it felt okay, but it just was it's such a weird experience. And what I found was weird about Raya was that then you would end up texting with the person before you, and I'd rather just meet you in person because I could text with you for a week, but until I meet you in person, like, I don't know if I'm going to like you or not. Mm-hmm. So I, I was always like, <laughs> it got to a point. Oh my God, this is not advice I would give anyone, but I was so over it that I literally asked you like, okay, do you want to grab a coffee like tomorrow? And I, and I would change it to coffee because I didn't want to sit through a whole dinner with someone that I wasn't <laughs> to So it was like speed dating with coffee and it just never worked out for me.
0: I kind of love that advice. Right? I feel like, let me get a taste before, unless I have to sit an hour and have dinner with someone I and literally like hate.
1: And also don't go for a drink
0: because then you can get, no one can have like three coffees, you know? Right.
1: Max. So at least you're like not. <laughs>
0: and if he does, I would question who you're with. Um, no, that's I think that's good advice. But no, I feel like this year, I mean, I have not done literally any dating this year for obvious reasons. But uh, it's just it's definitely like a tricky time. And I was kind of curious where before you were in this relationship, like what your experience has been. I've and been so
1: dating experience, and like I've always a lot of guys that I've liked have. It, I mean, I almost want to say most. I haven't liked at first, mm-hmm. and then once I get to know them. I'm all I, I'll. Like, one day, this, like, flip, this switch will flip, and I'm, like, turned. And I'm, like, wait, I'm in love with this person. Not in love. but you know, It's just something about the energy or personality. Sometimes they can just click.
0: Yeah. So really, do you have a type or no?
1: I have a personality type.
0: Okay. I okay. I really like,
1: like, bossy guys and someone who's kind of, like, confident and mm-hmm. – funny but just there's like a personality and I feel like I've kind of found that with everyone that I've met they've yeah. all the guys that I've like really liked or been somewhat serious with have looked completely different
0: so I've learned that I don't I don't have
1: a looks type
0: okay but a, personality type. I have a personality, type. Makes, personality type that makes sense though because like in your personal life in your career you're such like a boss where like you want kind of your man to be like a little more I don't know like and kind I, of and I think everyone has that preference I like I like him to I like that kind of male female
1: energy to be different. Like yes. I don't I don't wanna be like the alpha. Mm-hmm. Like I male I like alpha males. Like I and I don't like demasculating a man like that. Like I kind of like being more feminine in the relationship and I love yeah. these sweet things. Like I don't need to like compete for energy or like who's and I like looking up to the man like I'm with, like his morals, like kindness, like, you know, business advice. Like that's so attractive to me. Yeah. So and something I've
0: liked. We're very much in the same wavelength. And I tell people it's not about him like having control over you. It's literally just like you said, it's just that kind of like male-female dynamic. And yeah. I was raised I was raised with like super old school values and I feel like you yep. were as well. So yeah. it's-
1: Almost, it might be that like the man just kind of like takes care of you. And it's just like, it was, like, there's just energy to that. And I'm attracted to that personally.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also really important to like allow, maybe there are people that will disagree with me, but kind of allow a man to be a man. Like it's okay if you ask oh, for help. Planet. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: and I, and they like it, like, mm-hmm. and I like it when he treats me like a lady, you know, and he takes, yeah. care, he takes charge in situations and make sure he's always got me. And then like, you know, you take care of them in a different way. And some people, everyone has their own dynamic, but I think being honest about what one you like and not being ashamed of it. Like, you know, yeah. someone might be like, oh, like, you know, this is 2020, like the times are changing, but like, no, this is what I'm comfortable with. This is mm-hmm. what I like it works really well
0: for me. Right. Like my relationship has nothing to do with yours. So exactly. I couldn't agree more. I guess we'll find out about him if there's like an engagement post or something that I'm sure. I'll
1: share him before. I mean, I, I think before then, but he's, he's amazing.
0: I love that. Amazing. And then kind of like to wrap up, like, what are some of like your goals for like the future and like things you hope to see for yourself in your career?
1: I think, um, this question used to not stress me out a little bit, but put pressure on me because I would be like, what's next and what am I doing next? And Mm -hmm. I've uh, since the last year kind of realized that my career, this is like my, my life. This is not something like I have to rush into. So when something feels like it's the right time for me, like a product is like 99.9% on my horizon, but I want it to be right and in the right situation. And like, I, I I just kind of want to let things play out. I think that a book, and a product. And one of my biggest goals is doing some kind of TV show.
0: Just having
1: that. I I love that day-to-day. Like I would love that to be my day-to-day because it's fun for me. Like I really enjoy it. So that's always been like kind of my biggest end goal.
0: Yeah. Well, you're built, you're building up the skill sets now for that and you're kind of building your resume where kind of how we started this podcast is like, you don't have to wait someone to hand it to you. Like naturally it will, the opportunity will present itself. So yeah. Oh my God. Well, this is so much fun talking to you. I feel like I love your energy, and I feel like we would get along so well. Over, right. I,
1: w- I was like, I was, you said it was going to be fun. I'm like, this is so laid back and fun. So you yeah,
0: <laughs> no, we keep we keep it chill here. But um, hopefully, maybe one day when we're both in the city, we can grab a drink or something yeah, and meet up. But is, I need mean, New York tips. Like, you can take me somewhere cool in New York. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and um, we will talk soon. Bye.